Did you set the house on fire? Did you get your sister pregnant? Did you sell your grandma's kidney just for fun? You're a menace, you're a bastard, you're a son of a bitch. What is the worst thing? Worst thing? Worst thing you ever done? Worst thing you've ever done? I never thought I'd see the day. Oh, it has been an eon. And gentlemen, the famous John Banta, a.k.a. JB, a.k.a. what are you going by these days? Oh, just John is fine with me. Mr. Dats, we're not going to hyphenate your name. I kept my last You're an old married lady now, aren't you? I am am old. I am married. Um, Are you working on the lady part? At times, I am a lady. Now, what our listeners don't know is that back in the D.A.Y., a phrase he taught me, J.B. used to be a gender illusionist. You used to put on wigs for Halloween. And and I remember one time on Halloween, you were dressed to the nines, sometimes to the tens. And some guy walked past you and was like, see the ass on her? And you turned around and you were like, thanks, sugar. (laughs) In a southern accent, no doubt. What was her name? The woman and the stranger in the street. No, your character's name. Oh, uh, Tiffany Smythe. Oh, not Smith? No, uh, Smythe. Spelled like Smith. (laughs) The Smythe family in Manchester. She has a southern accent. She's not a fan of the Beatles, is she? Big fan Mm, of the Beatles. No, not in this household. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good to see you. Maybe in, oh, it's so good to see you. I've known you for forever. Um, Forever and a day, ever since you saw me looking like Tom Sawyer, ready to paint a fence. You did look like Tom Sawyer. I wanted to employ you with a bucket of white paint. Mm. Um, Now, we go way back. We know a lot of the same people. Um, I, I feel like, yes, you were one of the few people I've ever had the cops called on me with. Do you remember mm. that day? Yes, I think we were driving on the turnpike and we got a phone call. Now, thankfully, most of these people have relocated outside of state. <laughs> so, you know, you'd have to go to California to really stir the trouble. <laughs> but, um, well, I was talking about the day that we were making some prank phone calls. Yes, and you got a call from the cop. Right. And then, oh, maybe it wasn't the police that stopped by. We, we got... Um, one of the people we were prank calling stopped oh, by your yes. house in the Came middle of the- to my house at 1 a.m. knocking on the door. I just walked right in, right? You know, thankfully, having brothers who are officers of the law, that was dealt with. The twice. thin blue line, yes. You are hooked up. Dealt with swiftly right there <laughs> at the front door. He turned him around and sent him right back to right his back car. Home. What a bombus. <laughs> JB, it is so good to see you. And... I, you were saying to me the other day, how come I haven't been part of this yet? And I said, okay, we're going to put your money where your mouth is. I'm going to show up on your doorstep and we're going to do this. Well, I saw this litany of people being paraded across this podcast and I wondered if my invitation had been lost. Not, a, <laughs> not, not the, I, I knew that you needed your own special episode to air your grievances, to get it all out there. Like the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas. Before. Like the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas <laughs> No idea what he's talking about. I have it on VHS. Anyway. Well. Where were we? We, we were um, briefly talking before the other day about like funny things that happened in 
uh, high school, grade school, we were discussing beepers, how today kids would never understand what a beeper is. And you were saying you keep one in a drawer at work? I do, and I, you know, I'll, sometimes I'll show and people will be like, well, what is that? Nobody knows. I mean, do they make guesses as to what they thought it could be? Pacemaker? Yeah, nobody, nobody ever guesses that it was supposed to be for drugs. <laughs> Not wine wasn't. Back then, the lore was if you had a beeper in high school, you were selling or looking. But um, yeah, nobody has any idea what it is. Now, before high school occurred, I went to Catholic grade school. Um, one of my fondest memories ever was, you know, every now and then you get a substitute teacher. And it's kind of a free-for-all when you get a sub because it's not your real teacher. They're Depending not, on the sub. They're not really... <laughs> you must have gotten a good sub. They're not really allowed to assign you homework or give you tests or change the curriculum. Like, they're, they're just there to make sure you don't burn the place exactly. down. Exactly. Now, we had, we had a... When I was in fifth grade, a substitute came in who... She, she must have been my age now that I think about it. Like, you know, just... She must... She was so cool. I think her name was... Miss Colleen, she was just there for the day, and she just seemed like she looked like Alanis Morissette. Say, she was there a kind of like, to her? Or she was, she, she like was more of a. She was luscious. She was just uh, a cool chick. Big girl? No, she was skinny. Um, and I could just tell. You know, the time that you can meet someone, you can just tell we're gonna be cool. We're mm -hmm. gonna be friends. And like I got that mutual respect back from her, where it was like, although I was in fifth grade, she saw me and I saw her. It was like, oh, you're cool. You're gonna grow up and be cool, just like me. I'm also cool. But there were kids in my in my class who were not so cool. One of them, that's what the story's about, was this bitch named Ashley. Was she a bully? Yes, she was. But she was also an intellectual bully, in that like if she knew something better than more more in her wheelhouse mm. than you, she let you know. That she knew it better than you. Oh, did she you know spell it like L-E-I-G-H? No, the regular, oh, the regular. Right. So her, her, her mother was foreign. Um, I remember disliking her on sight. She was the kind of person who always had her hand raised. But it wasn't because she knew the answer, which she clearly did. But it was more to, to put others down with, with her superior intellect. Oh, pick me. Oh, pick me. 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 Right over here. Me. <laughs> Now, this day in particular, while the, the substitute was there, and I could tell she was starting to have her fill of Ashley. Yeah. I had had my fill a long time ago. But every now and then when Ashley was doing her regular routine of raising her hand, I could tell that it was agitating our, our uh, substitute. And Poor every now and then she'd give me the eye, like, can you believe this girl? Can you believe this girl? Like, what, like... There's no prize for raising your hand and getting the answer right. Like, after four or five times, it's like, put your hand down. We, we get that you've got it. We get it. Let somebody else be a star for one second. Now, when I was in fifth grade, they instituted this new policy that nobody saw coming. And it was a series of demerits they called yellow slips. You could get a yellow slip that you'd have to take home to show to your parents and mm. get signed. From anything from being late to not having a, a cover on your book to not having your shirt tucked in to uh, possibly uh, being rude. You know, anything is possible with a yellow slip. And I remember when they first instituted them, we were like, oh, I really hope I never ever get my mother will hit the roof if she finds out I had a yellow slip. It happened to me once, JV, and I forged my mother's signature to bring it back because I couldn't show her. 
because it was for like not doing my spelling homework. You know, like Brendan, where are your words like written out ten times with a sentence? And it's like I forgot to do. Would you have been hit with a heavy? Punch? No, but like it's just it was it would be like trying to put another outfit of trouble into an already overcrowded suitcase. Ah, <laughs> like I was always in trouble you anyway. Were, you were at the end of the I line. I was always in trouble, but I just didn't need one more reason to like mm. be in trouble. Now, did they only have yellow slips? Was just like, yellow oh, slips, okay. yep. I heard of pink slips. They were pretty scary though. Like you, you they had us, every teacher had a stack of yellows mm. on their desk. Next and like the permanent pass. And we wondered <clears throat> who the first candidate would be. I don't remember who it was, but I remember nobody wanted them. They were like kryptonite. Like you wanted to, you didn't even want to be near them when you were at the teacher's desk. Now, when it came time for recess, I was talking to this really cool sub. Her name was um, Colleen, I mentioned. And I, I knew my place, but I also wanted to be cool with her. I wanted her to like me. And I very like, breezily, very breezily mentioned like something to the effect of like, well, isn't Ashley just the worst? She didn't want to answer me because that would be putting us on the same level. But she kind of just, with body language, agreed with me that, mm-hmm, like that, Ashley, what a fucking cunt. And let me tell you, it's true. She probably still is a fucking cunt. Little kids have can you be... Have looked her up prior? I have, and I can't find her. And so glad you asked that question. So, here's the funny part. While I'm at recess with this teacher... Um, you know, in, in between playing, whatever, and just talking to her every occasionally, I said, I made reference. I was such a bad kid. See, I've got this picture of you just, everyone else is playing, teachers on the bench and just trying to like get a break and you come running up every couple, checking in with her. Mm -hmm. and, and, but it seems like you guys developed a little bit of a, a wink, wink report. Yes. Well, it, it was, it was inappropriate that... Mm. How could somebody see me so quickly? So, like, I felt like she got the real me, and we were not on the same level. She was an adult when I was a kid, but I could just tell that, like, there was a mutual respect there. Mm. Like, she saw me, I saw her, and we liked each other. Or as they say, namaste. Mm. Namaste. The, the light in me sees the light in you. Or, no, maste. The dark in me sees the dark in you. <laughs> Could have gone either way. So I made a very light reference to this sub that, you know, when we get back in there, maybe you should just give Ashley a yellow slip because, you know, she was upsetting you during that last lesson and you had asked her to stop and she continued to raise her hand. And then when you didn't call on her, she was pretty upset. Remember, she stamped her feet on the ground when you wouldn't accept fifth her hand. Fifth what? grade. She's uh, waving her hand, stamping her feet. And even the sub was like, Ashley, chill out. I'm not calling on you. You'd think that Ashley would have gotten the message, but oh no. She kept on keeping on. I hope Ashley didn't have a problem that went undiagnosed. <laughs> <laughs> Only today do, do, do we diagnose kids as actually having some issue. Back then you were just an asshole. You know? oh, a retarded asshole. All right, so... We get back what in. This I never dreamed, JB, that she would take me up on it. It would work that quickly? Oh, because there we are doing busy work at our seats. And she, you know, everyone's quiet, things are going well. And it was like slow motion. The sub walked past Ashley's desk and with one swift motion, handed her a yellow slip onto her desk. And, and the sub said to Ashley, have your mother sign this and bring it back tomorrow. 
You could have heard a pin drop in the room, JB, because Ashley reached forward like slow motion, quivering, just quivering hands, quivering, picking up this yellow. She knows what it is. She knows what it is. She picks it up and she- The whole school The whole class is, is not saying a word. And she picks up the yellow slip, very paper thin, and she goes, insubordination. Now, we didn't know what this word was because we were young, but I figured out real quick that insubordination probably means being a cunt. <laughs> the most sticklers of teachers would use that in the hallway in school all the time. Insubordination. I, I didn't have to look it up to know that whatever that word meant, that was, that was her. What it means, being a fucking cunt. Now, here's what, how Ashley handled it. The tears, I was, I, the tears started pouring like Niagara. And oh. she goes, you have no right. You have no right to give me this. I'm trying to get an education. An education. An education. <laughs> JB, my face was, was flat. I had no emotion. But inside, I was cheering. <laughs> oh my God, this teacher. Nobody this, said a word. No, everybody was like, everybody was staring at Ashley like, can you believe she is the one that got the yellow slip. She is the <sighs> one. The prodigal daughter. <laughs> She's crying. And the teacher says to her, oh, would you turn off the waterworks? <sighs> I was in my element. And I knew that it was escalating. Here's what happens. Ashley jumps up from her seat. She looks like she's going to be ill. She probably was. Mm. And she goes running out of the room. And our substitute goes running after her because you can't just be loosey-goosey all over oh, the school. No, God forbid. So next thing we know, another teacher is kind of like observing our class from the doorway and watching her own class. And in the distance, we can hear up toward the principal's office, Ashley screaming, you have no right. You are not our Teacher, you have no right. You won't even be here tomorrow. Who do you think you are giving me this yellow piece of paper? Oh, it's not going well. One right there. It's not going well. Now you'd think that everybody would not be on Ashley's side. You'd think that they would be like, "Oh, buck up, man up, stop being a little bitch, come back to class and get open your textbook," you know. But Won't instead, be the first time. They, they humored this. They, that, it was like that period of time where, like, if a child had something to say, you had to listen to what they had to say. Sure. Next thing you know, Ashley's mother, with a foreign accent, is in the office. And it's the same situation all over again. You are just a substitute. You have no right to give my daughter. And, just, oh. and Ashley went home for the day. She was just too upset. She was too upset to. To continue with life the way that it was. Did the sub? So the sub comes back and she's visibly, um, like she's, she's flustered because it's like, wow, like I did not see that coming. But you could, at the same time, you could tell that she was um, clinging to her uh, moral majority, her, her convictions. Like, mm -hmm. I know I did the right thing. Like, although Ashley is gone for the day, I mean, that in itself is a positive because now we can actually get back to life. <laughs> Everybody, I can, we can all get an education. was so appreciative of the fact that like, not only was this teacher just here for one day, but she's managed to take the dragon out. She mm. took the dragon child out. Queenslayer. In, in, in one swoop. Mm. Just one swoop.
Now, does anyone else figure out that she might have gotten this idea from somebody? Well, I mean, everyone <laughs> knew that I was up, up for it. Because the next day, our regular teacher was back. Ooh. And I don't know why they felt the need to tell everyone, but Ashley in some way or other announced to the room that this yellow slip would not stand. Invalid. Invalid <laughs> rebuttal. This this it will not be in her permanent record. It will not be in a file somewhere. It is out. It it, it was it was a miscarriage of justice. Now that our, our true correct teacher is back. Things can return to normal the way they were. Is the school still there? I would yes. suggest she you let, go to the sub there and she you let, can go in those files she and let find that everyone thing. know <laughs> that it was not happening. Couldn't. It, it, Couldn't happen. It, it will not stand. Um, I want you to know that I would never be a teacher. However, I once did substitute at a job, I won't say where, and in one afternoon I learned real quickly just how fast, very similar to Colleen, how fast things can turn on a dime. Mm. And because of children, because of children, they're so unpredictable. Was this the Jonas and, Brothers? No, here's <laughs> what happened. They, I had a friend who was a teacher at this uh, performing arts school, and she couldn't make it to two of her uh, full day sessions. Mm. She said, nothing, all you have to do is just kind of review with them. They know what they're doing. They were young. She goes, some of the classes, they're teenagers, but some of them are a little younger than that. Like they're real young. Like I'm talking like kindergarten age. And she goes, but the classes are only 45 minutes. You can do like four hours, right? And you get paid. She goes, you get paid really good money just for like subbing for me. And I'm like, well, if they'll have me, I'll do it. I've never told this story to anyone, Jovino. She set you up to be the Colleen. No, no, no. I, I was happy to like work with teenagers because at least with them, like there's uh, back and forth and they're on your level and all is well. But I was not prepared to work with little kids. What do you do with like little kids as far as like acting exercises? I put it together in the moment. We played this game at first. It was like I was the farmer and they were the animals in the barnyard. And I told these little kids that I was short-sighted and I was coming with my rifle and oh like now that I God. look back on this I'm realizing this was not the game to play with little kids but I kept walking around this little room pretending like I was I was holding a rifle and I said if you stand st the, the, the trick is if you stand still the, the nearsighted farmer can't see you and you mm. escape so I, I was just like making Mr. them McGregor's card. I was just making them laugh like I walked toward one of them like oh I'm gonna get you I'm gonna get you and the kid was giggling so much like oh my god he's gonna shoot me with the rifle I'm realizing now <laughs> as I say this how inappropriate this is but did they have fun or did it, somebody it gets worse oh boy so it's going on for about five, ten minutes, mm. and the kids are laughing, having a great time, and I come upon one of them with my fake rifle, and she goes, no, I don't want to do this, and starts crying, and all I can think is, what if this kid goes home and tells her parent, like, what do we do in class today? Somebody pretended to shoot me with a rifle, and it was an adult. <laughs> oh. And I'm, I'm in my head, like, having this dialogue, like, how am I going to explain myself tomorrow? But I like, what I have to do now is completely erase what we've done with a new tactic so that these kids don't go home and say like, oh yeah, the teacher in class, you know, threatened, you know, hunted us in, on the fire? alphabet mat. <laughs> Soaked yourself in lamp oil and, and I said, okay, everybody, we're going to have snack time. Oh. And two little girls said, okay, 
my snack's in the other room. And they go running out of the room into like, a, no, and I'm not very familiar with this place, running out of the room into another room. And I'm thinking, oh, I, I've got five kids in here and two in there and I, I, I can't, it's, it's like the story of the little lost lamb. Like I can't let two little lost lambs go running that way when I'm trying Hurting to like kittens, working over here. Back. So I'm like, let me go get the two who ran away. So I go running into the other room. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm looking for these two kids. I don't know their names either, JB. That's the worst part is if, 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 if a kid were a kidnap, how would a kid get kidnapped? First exercise, they would say tell me, me your name. Well, what do you do? Which kid got <laughs> kidnapped? And I would say, I have no idea what their names are. I didn't ask them to wear name tags, nothing. But this is their own fault for asking a novice person to come in and, mm. and substitute for, you know, four hours. Then the worst thing that's ever happened in my life happens. I go running into the next room, which turns out is not a room. It is an adjoining bathroom. Mm. It's like a bathroom between classrooms. I remember those from older buildings and whatnot, yeah. JB? What'd they do in there? As I'm walking into the room, both little girls are climbing onto the toilet with no clothes on. They've taken their clothes off. Why, you might ask? I don't know. But all I know is I'm a, a male observing these two girls with no clothes on while they're both getting on the toilet. Did you get back up? I'd get back up right both of them were laughing. They thought it was funny. I did not think it was funny. What did I do? I was biting my fingernails to the nub, and I turned around, and I closed the door behind me, like leaning my back up against the door, and I went, okay, just let me know when you're done in there, all right? And I stood there facing the other room full of kids, and all I could think is, 10 witnesses now are observing you after you played a game where you pretended to shoot them with a rifle and now two little kids are naked in the next room both trying to pee in the same toilet. Ugh. And everyone's looking at you. JB, you could have taken my underwear off of me and wrung it out because I had sweat through my clothing. Ugh. I mean, I was sopping wet with fear. Like that, that kind of fear, that kind of sweat that only comes when you're really scared. And I remember the kids, they finally finished what they were doing and put back on their clothes. Once again, why did they take their clothes off to go to the bathroom? <sighs> Who knows? I've heard of some people and needing to get fully And all I could think was, if someone tomorrow asks me anything, I'm just going to say, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Rifle? What rifle? Ch children? Nude? No, not a clue. It was one of those moments, JV, when I drove home, pure silence, no radio, where I'm holding the wheel and I'm seeing just how things can get out of hand sometimes for some people where I'm like, where it's like, well, how did the hijinks actually happen? Well, there he was and this is what happened. And I'm saying to myself, how would I ever talk myself out of what happened? Because even as I'm telling the story to you, part of me is like, what, what really happened there? I don't believe you. You don't believe myself by even telling the story. But that's, I think, what happens when you become, when you're a kid one day and the next day you're, you're an adult and you're subbing. I, I was thinking of Miss Colleen and how mm. she bit off more than she could really chew. Yeah. There she, she was. She had an ally, though. She, <laughs> <laughs> she really thought that it was going to be like a run-of-the-mill day. She could pick up a paycheck and go home to her boyfriend, mm. whatever. But instead, it she snowballed. Had into this clusterfuck, uh, just, just a, 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 a shit cake. No matter how you slice the cake, it's just a shit cake. It's just made of feces. Was Miss Colleen ever seen again? Never again. Were I you ever seen again? <laughs> <laughs> I never went back. <laughs> All right.
right? So at least in the end, all's well that ends well. Well, what's funny about this place that I did sell that, I had it on my Indeed.com profile. Oh. But I neglected to put an end date. So every year, people would be congratulating me on my work anniversary. And I'd be like, been working there now. I work two shifts. Like, I, I neglected to turn it off. And every year, people are reminding me, oh, congratulations on your work anniversary. And every time I'd see it, I'd be like, please don't, please don't mention that I work there. Oh. I'm still trying to forget. Do you, maybe you could just delete it or put an end date or something. Oh, I don't know. Oh. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to continue. And we're back! JB, it's so good to be back. It is good to be back. I don't know where we went while we were gone, but now here we are again. Well, you're one of those people who just pops up like an STD. It's like, I think I've lost you, I can't quit you, but then like you're back. Unremittent (laughs) herpes. Which, from what I've read, a good portion of the... uh, the world has it oh, without it's a even knowing it. It's a travesty. I had it once on my my lip, and it did take. Breva, nothing worked. It just mm. it just oh, hurt. the cold source. It just wouldn't go away. So strong. People were like, "Oh, are are you sharing sodas with people?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Sharing <laughs> sodas." Ah, <laughs> uh, so. That was my horrific story about it was substitute pretty, teachers. You, you actually nailed two in there. I threw it in just for the funsies. Um, you were the sub in one. I mean, this is our bonus episode. Our our listeners have been demanding content for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Bring them back. <laughs> so, uh, better that than pitchforks. You were mentioning to me um, about a, 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 an adolescent story. Yeah, you know, most of my problems in school, I never had a problem with teachers. I liked teachers. You are one now. even matter for this because this is a time when I was in school. I was still on the other side of the desk, you know. And like you, however, I did have my share of annoying classmates and you know, you can only let that sort of thing go on for so long unchecked. <laughs> and you know, when we talked about the theme of this today and I thought about school and annoying people and I really zeroed in on this one individual. Now, names will be changed to protect the guilty. Well, they're not so innocent. Yeah, well, I guess we'll call this person... Eh, Claudette Liverdie. <laughs> Claudette Liverdie, who did not sell horseshoes to a Yankee soldier, but was nonetheless guilty of crimes against friends. <laughs> to explain Claudette... This was, this was a woman who, a girl, she, she never had any money. <laughs> she, she had no interest in spending the money that she had, you know, so long as there were friends around her to pick up the slack, pick up the wallet, pick up the check. And, you know, this would extend itself to all sorts of situations, from gas money, to food, to the movies, to... Whatever it could be, if she could save a buck, she was going to save a buck on our backs. And 
<laughs> I gotta say, probably the reason we tolerated it for so long was because she was the only person with like full access to a car. You got This is like the '90s, you know. Kids nowadays, you get a car before you even get your license. Back then, you know, you had to work and get one, or your parents had to give you one. That's true. I wanted to keep nicey nice with a friend of mine who drove me to get my beeper, and then afterward charged me a finder's fee. <laughs> Now, I've heard of... But people, I had to do it because I needed those rides going forward. I've heard of finder's fees for Broadway tickets and the like, but I've never heard of finder <laughs> fees for a beeper. Jesus. Well, well, if this girl could charge a finder's fee, she would. She charged everything else. And uh, after a while, that sort of behavior gets to be a little grating. I think the straw, or shall I say, the nickel that broke... <laughs> <laughs> the camel's back took place at the diner one night when, upon receiving the bill, this lovely group of friends and this unfortunate person, we get the bill, and she declares, well, I only ate half of what I ordered, so I'm only paying half. <laughs> oh, 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 you are, are you? And I remember another friend at that time just basically slamming her hand down on the table and saying, well, looks like somebody's watching, washing dishes. <laughs> Um, now, you know, of course, in the end, that we weren't going to make her wash dishes, and so we had to pick up the check, and, and we did, but when I tell you, we had had enough. Enough. We enough had is enough. had enough. So, a plot was hatched. A plot using some limited technology, probably photocopied at the local, local library. <laughs> Run off. Maybe it was the no. My friends would pre photoshopped for uh, uh, faking pregnancy uh, tests. <laughs> faking <laughs> pregnancy. The library was the spot for photocopying other people's pregnancy tests to try to scare a baby daddy into some action. You're lucky they didn't ask for a receipt. One abortion <laughs> for this type of flyer. It was a little more. You know, we had to take it a little more out of town, off site. So anyway, the brilliant idea was decided. That this girl, having been so frugal for so long, she, <laughs> she, she was going to need to give back. So, you got to give. With our limited artistic Microsoft Paint product, <laughs> we created a lovely flyer. Lovely flyer. Even had some lovely ladies from a wonderful TV show on top to be a creative little banner. And it was basically Claudette Liver Dies ultimate back-to-school bash. What was the picture? Well, it was a picture of the girls from the Facts of Life. Because <laughs> they look like a couple chicks who knew how to have a good time. You take the good. You take the bad. <laughs> you take them all. <laughs> and so we run off this flyer and, you know, of course, printing the address and everything, the time, and yeah, come, there's a party. So she's throwing a party. Out. She's throwing a party. It's She's happening. giving back to the community. I think free booze was <laughs> also put on the flyer somewhere. Um, <laughs> anything that would entice a, a 90s party going. Bring your friend. Oh, there was no limit on that. <laughs> and, you know, somewhere I probably still have a copy of the flyers. Um, but um, basically anything that was If you find it, I will post it. Oh, I'm sure, Mom, we have to probably X out a couple of things. <laughs> anyway, statute of limitations. Um, so, um, we weren't done, of course. Now it was the task of, well, we got to get this flyer out there. Put it up, yeah. You know, so you got your bus stops, you know, 
know, you got the gas station, the Dunkin' Donuts. The high traffic areas. But then you really can't stop there. You really have to take this out of town and really broaden your horizons, <laughs> you know? If this thing gets taken to the mall and, like, one of those scenes in the movies, you throw it off the risk oh, and shit. all of a sudden there's papers everywhere. Because you really want a strong... You want this girl to know she's loved. <laughs> like, And these people are looking to love on her, thank her for this party... And drink her fucking beer. So, of course, now, none of this would be any fun if we didn't know what actually happened. Right, yeah. And that's where you bring in the old party trick. Not very different from when you've been to a person's party, drank their stuff, left, and then called the cops on the party (laughs) for fun, and then hang out down the block. You went to a party, and then you called the police on the party? Separate party, yes. Went to a party, drank a little bit of the beer, left the party, parked down the street, called the cops. From payphone, I assume. Oh, of course. Okay. And just, Did you just sit there and watch? Like, sit up down the block? Yeah, you just watch, you know, the scene unfold. The kids running into the street, jumping over fences. It's, this is what you did for fun in the 90s. We didn't have TikTok. We couldn't couldn't entertain ourselves any other way. So similarly, in, in, in this case, you know, we parked and just watched as people began to... Show up and you know this girl. Who but they just constantly turned away, or and, and then the parents. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the flyers there, the pictures on the flyer. Got her picture on the flyer too, and um, just back all these to people. school bash. Ultimate. It all the, the ultimate. Back the to ultimate. And honestly, you know, I could say looking back now, I don't feel bad. <laughs> Listen, this person left us high and dry many times. We were footing the bill for all of her lavishness. It just seemed like it was time to reach into that golden piggy bank and maybe throw a party for other people. Now, needless to say, apparently there were a couple of younger hoodlums that showed up there that were really pissed when there, <laughs> there was no party. party. And I think continued to hang around and there might have been a situation where they might have tried to muzzle on in anyway. A little fisticuffs. A little fisticuffs. But um, I will say that um, that was the end of the cheapskating. <laughs> and <laughs> honestly, our fingerprints were all over it. So, was kind of the end of the friendship too <laughs> but i will say that it felt like a cutting of losses and because it was not just me it was sort of a group of us that felt it was time it was time to to, to rob back from the rich <laughs> and you were, you provide were the local community reverse robin hooding reverse robin hood yes for a person who just just didn't want to give i mean there's only so much you can take. So There's if you're out there, right. you're a long, young listener, you know, you're in your dorms, going back to your dorms after COVID, you're going to throw a party. Make sure you're not bashful and hit your friends up for some gas money. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful lesson we all can learn. Because wow. one day, they might uh, <laughs> drop a flyer with your name on it. <laughs> and it might not just be the facts of life. Oh, goodness, these days. Could be anything. Well... We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we have some surprise listener emails. Are you excited? Ooh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to read them. Read them. Mm. So here we are, back. back. Glad to be Ooh. back. Well, here we are in your house that you share with your husband, and I'm um, sitting in your, your dining room. I call it the deaning room. The deaning room? Yeah, I like to mispronounce words. 
<laughs> We're sitting at the table in the dining room. You put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. I do. It just makes things more fun. So it, it's it's um. I guess this is our our phase of being adults. Like we. It's pretty pathetic. I can't remember how many times I had breakfast with your family. I'd um, still be asleep. Probably. You'd be asleep, and I'd be having coffee and breakfast with your dad mm. at the kitchen table. Um, after a little while, he was no longer serving me. He was expecting me to just raid the fridge. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's usually the best way. That's how you know you've become comfortable somewhere. You can just, you know... Help yourself. Help yourself, absolutely. And I did. Help yourself. Help yourself. Help yourself to Stouffer's Pizza. I think I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, we're going yes, to start to read oh, some emails. Letters. I oh. always play this game with my guests where I, you know, I had two and you had, it's like a 50-50. You have to decide which one you want to read. I can confirm he is moving pieces of paper piece rapidly of paper, in front of my eyes. Rapidly. I kind of like the one, one that's want? printed sideways. Landscape. Yes. <laughs> Whoever sent this one to me, they didn't realize that, uh. There's another way to actually print out now, emails. Okay. Now, so you just cold read? We go for it? We sure. comment? Read the whole a thing? A whole thing. Okay. Um, I think I can do this. Go for it. All right. Oh, goodness. Oh, you got this one just the other day on August 5th. So let's get to it. It's titled Catfish. Cat, like Carol the Catfish? Like Carol the Catfish. <laughs> what a good girl. Oh, good. And her name is Marcy, although I doubt Marcy is the catfish. All right, let me read. My name is Marcy, and I went to community college for two years before I transferred to the college I wanted to. <laughs> God, I mean, like, that's not shaming your judgmental, but okay. Mm, whatever. She didn't want to go. Oh, here it goes. I didn't have many friends, so I started smoking more regularly so I could meet people socially outside and, in yeah, smoking circles. I know what that's like. I feel like there were a couple of other activities she could have tried first, but if smoking circles is where she wanted to go, all right. I don't even, she doesn't even really like smoking, ah. but it certainly made meeting new people easier. I agree. Those were the Those stigs. The people I met outside became my people by extension as they were outside all of the time, having fun and playing hacky sack and drumming and hacky generally sack. not going to class. <laughs> hacky right. sack. You get into your dream school and now you're cutting class. Oh, whatever. All right, moving on. I'll help you, Marcy. One girl actually took the bus there and hung out in the lounge all day being social and talking, having an occasional cigarette and just wasting time. Oh, Sounds like you, Marcy. <laughs> not everyone who was in my smoking circle was a total slacker. Loser, but it did seem like there was more than an abundance of them with an exclamation point. I guess you could say I was a loser too. Oh, <laughs> oh Marcy! But she says it's okay, I can take it. No, Marcy, don't speak to yourself that way. <laughs> you need to have some self confidence. Now, oh God, there was a girl she's friends with. Listen to this. There was a girl I was friends with named Mel who was very obviously gay. She was gay. So she was a lesbian. Big lesbian. All right. She had stereotypical... Sh stereotypical? Well, oh. she said stereotypical. She's not saying that this is her choice. All right. All right. Stereotypical short hair and a rainbow earring. And she was far too quick to show you photos of her girlfriend and her wallet playing baseball in her baseball uniform. She would always talk about her girlfriend, Bobby Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Getting back to the stereotype. Bobby Joe did this. Bobby Joe said that. Bobby Joe, Bobby Joe, Bobby Joe. I felt like I knew Bobby Joe <laughs> simply by the stories that she told. 
It was pretty common in the smoking circle that Mel would tell us all what has been going on in her life and her partner. You already know Bobby Joe. <laughs> was a constant fixture in the anecdotes. Sometimes I'd see the same people every week, and then sometimes new people would take their places. Ooh, sounds like a secret society. That's how the life of a social smoker can be. You can make new friends all the time. It's true. Sounds like an advertisement for Marlboro. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty common in community college that when the New Year's is over, the school is bombarded with new people registering to take classes, and then shortly by February it thins out. Very similar to how people get a gym membership after the years and then give up after a month. <laughs> That's so true. That is, I've heard. Happy New Year! One of my new friends was named Christina, mm. who, after going to a four-year college, briefly dropped out because she wasn't happy and missed her high school friends and her family. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. It happens. Christina was a really cool, tough girl. She was into metal music and piercings and was a metal welder as a hobby. Mm. Oh my goodness. She was just really authentic and cool. She would always call bullshit on people and a story they were telling. <laughs> or, if she didn't like you, you knew it. That sounds like you! I guess. I don't weld. I'll do other stuff. But She was incredibly freeing to be around. Goodness, it's like this girl's coming along to liberate this poor Marcy. Um, let's see. Oh, lucky enough for Marcy, they were cool and they had a class together. Oh, good, good, good. Sometimes she'd ask if I wanted to get Panera before or after class. We both had a biology class. And she was in my study circle. And one day, randomly, she told me she thought Mel from our smoking circle was full of shit. <laughs> It was just funny the way she said it. Like, why would she even care? I asked her why she thought this way. And she said, well, when is the last time you talked to her? I said, I don't remember. Maybe a couple of weeks. I said, all her stories are the same. It's always about her and Bobby Joe going to some concert or festival or maybe having some big dramatic fight. Christina, without bringing the axe, rolled her eyes and said, oh... So did you hear she's dating an actual dude named what? Justin? Oh, I was flabbergasted. Because Mel was such an obvious lesbian <laughs> to me. <laughs> an obvious lesbian. You should have a t-shirt that says I obvious imagine her so much as blinking at a man. Oh, Marcy, in this day and age, I hope you can look back and realize there's so uh, much more to lesbians than Oh, it's such a spectrum. That. It's such a spectrum. Spectrum of sexuality. Oh, that's my first close-minded. But all right, let's get to your once a dyke, always a dyke. Flabbergastion. I was like, excuse so me. So she's dating a guy. That's what she said. Mm. We laughed as it was so preposterous. <laughs> then Christina went on to tell me, "Oh yeah, she's dating this guy. They're both like EMTs together, and every opportunity she gets in a smoking circle, she brings him up." And I'm like, <sighs> "What the fuck?" Because this girl is so obviously gay, like, what the hell? Just be who you are. That's right. All right, good for Christina, supporting her. And what about Bobby Joe? <laughs> long-suffering Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe. Yeah, she said, 
What about Bobby Joe? What about Bobby Joe? This was apparently a turn of events that Christina just could not handle. She couldn't take it. (laughs) The other people in our biology study group must have thought we were insane or ridiculous for even obsessing over these people for a moment. Yeah. But by today's standards, people obsess over the Kardashians all the time. Yeah. Don't they? This is how fanaticism begins. (laughs) Marcy is really scarred by this. You learn one or two things. You share one or two things with someone else, and the next thing you know, you're speculating about what that person thinks, does, eats for dinner, or even if they sit down to pee. (laughs) I'm like those kids you substituted who stood on the toilet. Look at that callback right there. We were upset. Obsessed. We began trading information. Ooh. We weren't mean girls. We were just really addicted to filling in the blanks yeah, and yeah, trying to figure yeah. out just who Mel like was. Like wacky Mad Libs. I noticed that sometimes the stories I knew were different than the stories that she told other people. Mm-hmm. Like Christina. It sounds like Christina's getting something and Marcy's getting something here. else. Hmm. I, well, I have my own ideas, but I'll see how this plays out. I always knew Bobby Joe was being... Do they let them play baseball then? I would imagine this girl was forced to play softball, but maybe she was just that good. So Bobby Joe was this great baseball player, but Christina knew her as a soccer star. Oh, that's a difference right there. Oh my, all the different sports. Aha! Mel told me she worked as a lifeguard. What in the hell? A lifeguard at a public school... But she told Christina that she was a waitress at Chili's. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, Mel tells Marcy that she was a big fan of drum and bass and tribal art and wanted to get an Egyptian tattoo someday. <laughs> but she told Christina she only liked classic rock and wouldn't ever get a tattoo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All of these things couldn't be true simultaneously. But it was just weird that we both had conflicting information. Yeah. yeah. It was fun to decompress and share what we knew. I realize how ridiculous this sounds. I really needed to try to make better friends. (laughs) That's that's the start of it. (laughs) This moment has been brought to you by... Adulthood. (laughs) Shall I keep going? Please. All right, Marcy, I'm flipping the page. So... Oh boy, here it comes. One day, we both happened to run into Mel and this new boyfriend, Justin, outside in the smoking circle. And it was so uncomfortable. Oh, awkward. It was pretty clear that Justin didn't know her that well and also hadn't picked up on the fact that she was likely a lesbian. (laughs) She keeps saying We all knew. We all knew. Like, buddy, come on. I mean, after all... Where's Bobby Joe during all this? A few days later, Christina told me that she had had quite enough of Mel's bullshit and asked me if I wanted to help either to punish her or to figure her out. (laughs) Christina, there's really no in between with you. This is her black or white. That's very extreme. We're going to beat this girl. We're going to study her for science. Ugh. I know this is how stories on the news start. So immediately I told Christina that I didn't want to do anything to hurt anyone. And she said, oh, no. Oh, we're not going to hurt her. 
we're just going to figure her out. Oh, I guess Christina I mean, had arrived. Yeah, that, that's painless. Okay. All right. This seemed like a better idea anyway, but mm. I had no idea what she planned on doing. I remember suggesting to Christina, or we could just mind our business. <laughs> and she looked at me and said, yeah, right. So one day, we're in the computer lab, in the library, checking our email, wasting some time, and Christina tells me that she had created a fake MySpace account oh, under the name Elaine. Well, better Elaine than something silly like Vision. <laughs> this was pre-Catfish, pre-Neve and Max. It's Neve, right? Yeah. Not Nev. Neve and Neve. Max. Yeah. Uh, Campbell. <laughs> Nobody really used the internet to the degree that they do today. She was telling me how she had friended 100 random people to make it look like this account was a real. And she was just about to friend request Mel because she wanted to start talking to her, as she put it, one lesbian to another. <laughs> and if you're wondering if all of this seems like an incredible waste of time, my, my, nowadays I can tell you, you are correct. <laughs> Oh, boy. Later, Christina starts showing me the random emails back and forth between she and Mel talking about their dogs and other likely lesbian conversation. On the Elaine account, Christina tells Mel she is studying to become a gym teacher. Oh, my God. How is this girl playing for stereotypes? Imagine you're counting credits to become a gym teacher. I have a feeling the next line is going to be like, oh yeah, and I work at a U-Haul. I mean, (laughs) even as I'm typing this, I'm realizing how ridiculous this all sounds. But I can't say I didn't propel things further. Because I did in fact take my time composing some of the Elaine messages and try to draw Mel out of her shell with some questionable dialogue and inquiries about her sexuality. <laughs> Who knew this would become standard practice years it's later? It's so true, <laughs> yes. So I did have to ask Christina, what is your end goal? She said, well, we've got to draw her back out of, what the hell does Christina Claire? <laughs> Christina's really all for these people coming out. <laughs> all of this was just so epic, a little too epic. I felt like I was about to get arrested. <laughs> arrested for outing this? <laughs> Never heard of that. Goodness gracious. Was well, she really outing her or is she inning her? Is she putting her back in yeah, the closet? I mean, scaring this girl <laughs> Scaring off. her back in the closet. Oh, God. Of course, the mall figures into this. you got to remember the time, friends. We eventually asked Mel if she wanted to meet up at the food court <laughs> for a walk. <laughs> you want to go to a walk to walk? You want to get a, yeah. everything yogurt? Let's go walk the mall. Stop in at Hot Topic. Get a frozen yogurt. <laughs> See if there's any more LGBT merch out. <laughs> Mel said she wanted to, but she had a boyfriend, and he'd kill her. Oh, he'd kill he knew her. She was bi- so now, if you go oh, to the mall, you're bisexual. Now you're bisexual. Okay. Gracious. Christina says we have got to get her to go to the mall so I can take a photo of her with a disposable camera and show Justin. This <laughs> whole thing is so real well. Smile. <laughs> Goodness gracious, Your Honor. No. <laughs> uh, let the record say I am merely standing here. Merely standing here is right. Goodness gracious. Marcy, you better redeem yourself in the next couple paragraphs. We agonized for hours over why Mel was suddenly staking out new territories as a bisexual. <laughs> new, new territories! territories. Yeah, the mall is a new territory. 
when it was so obvious to us she was a true blue lesbian. She did not write that. Apparently she did. <laughs> a true blue true we had a lot lesbian. of time on our hands. Hmm. I don't know exactly what we were trying to prove, but it also wasn't really something I wanted to get involved. You're pretty far into it now, yes, honey. It was something I wanted to get involved in, especially over people I didn't really care. It seemed like you care about a little more than you're letting on. But I was young, and it was funny, and I realized now it was not so funny. Thank you. Thank Max. you. There's the adult in you coming forward. Oh, wait. This moment's been brought to you by being an adult. Adulthood. <laughs> okay, so I truly think... Uh, I hope she's going to predict what I'm predicting. I truly think at the heart of it, Christina wanted... No, she's not. Wanted to help Mel, but didn't realize it wasn't really her place. I think Christina might have a thing for Mel. I really think Christina had good intentions, but she was becoming obsessed. I started to distance myself from her, and also from smoking, because frankly, it's disgusting. Oh, disgusting. Honey, if everyone could just do what you did to quit smoking, it'd be a smoke-free world. <laughs> Jesus. Go on a lesbian escapade. Okay, now that I've had time to really think about it, I think that Christina might have had a thing for Justin, but I can't prove it. Mm. Oh, you poor thing. Well, now, now would be a good time to start this whole thing back up. I don't know if Christina ever followed <laughs> through on her plan to meet up at the mall with Mel as an undercover, le an undercover lesbian. Come on. <laughs> but when I did run into Mel again, a while later... It looked like the whole thing had worked itself out because Mel was back to being a lesbian. Gone. Oversharing about Bobby Joe and everything. Oh. That's back to the way it was. I wish she had given us more on Bobby lesbian Joe. Lesbian full circle. I only think of these people occasionally when my mind wanders. Hmm, did a, quite a wander for this one, honey. I have a kid now, and I would never tell him this story, so right now you are one of the few people who even knows this took place. I'm a good person, I swear! No one's judging you. This happened years ago, and whatever. Don't judge me, even though you can. It's, all right, okay, now you want to be judged. All right, it, it seemed like there are way more ways to like go about becoming a smoker than like doing all this, but the only thing I can possibly judge you for, Marcy, is... Just, I love the last line of it because she says, um, don't judge me even though you can. It's okay. I can take it. <laughs> I don't judge you too harshly, Marcy, and I'm glad that you seem to have gotten better. It doesn't sound like something that uh, you would do today, although, I don't know, if you were to come across any of these people, these old characters from your past, would it be easy to ignore restarting? That's one for the theologians. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back... <laughs> take up five, sir! I just wanted to hit the bell. Be right back. Worst thing you've ever done. <laughs> I love that you come equipped with musical instruments here. Yeah, just, you know. Got the, you just got to keep yourself with accoutrements all around you. Well, um, I am so excited to be here, and I'm so glad that you allowed me to come back into your life today to um, work my passion project with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I'm all um, about passion projects. I support young artists. <laughs> <laughs> Not that young. Um, I, I just want to say thank you because like we've been friends now for... Hmm, Too long. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm sure we'll take a break. 16, 17 years. Um... And uh, uh, you were like one of my longest running friendships. So, mm, uh, this is true. 
I'm very happy to share this with you. You this, look the same. I feel the same. Um, maybe a couple more tattoos here yes. and there, but uh, that's what we got to go in. So, so now we're back with another letter I hear. This email is from Emma. I did something back in the year 2000 that my family will never forgive me for. Oh. My brothers and sisters and I are all a few years apart, so we all saw each other in various stages of high school. I'm the eldest, and there are three younger than me. We are all as different as night and day. <clears throat> my family is the type who never sleeps. We were always up showering or working on the computer or baking something or coming and going. We never really had too many rules growing up other than make sure your grades are good and your homework is done. So it wasn't uncommon to have a friend spend the night on a school night and just go to school with us the next day. That sounds like a fun That's house. great. Like living, they live in, like I a, was never in a tree house practically with parents that mm. come and go. I love it. Our parents were really open-minded and cool. Maybe they were too open-minded. <laughs> I was the kind of girl back in 2000 who graduated college and was living at home, still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I was kind of in a tailspin. My college boyfriend and I had broken up and I was not sure anymore which direction was up. I think now I was clinically depressed, but I didn't have the courage to admit it. Maybe I don't even have the courage now. I would say cliche things back then like, you only find true love once in your life, twice if you're lucky. I remember my breakup really threw me. I had given my favorite baseball cap to him, and when we broke up, I asked him to send it back to me, and he said he wouldn't. He lived a few states away, so there was no way I'd ever run into him again. My brother, Toby, heard this, got in his car, and drove for two days to get to this guy's house to demand the hat back. Oh, over a hat. My brother is normally an asshole, but this was truly beyond the scope of what family is supposed to do for you. He was always <clears throat> my champion, I guess. I really don't know who to turn to. I was never close to my parents. My dad was a quiet man who rarely left the house. My mom, I think, was a lesbian. <laughs> There's a theme today. <laughs> Undercover. <laughs> my mom was just a lesbian who settled for him. I have always thought this. Our family, although seeming so cool, are really just a fucked up dysfunctional unit. A band of pirates. Effectively, we were raised like house cats. <laughs> <laughs> So it was the summer of 2000. My younger sister, Beth, had a boyfriend named Charles. They were both graduated seniors, and it seemed like they were dating like a summer thing, as Beth put it. It was just fun for now, before they both went their separate ways. I wanted to warn her about how boys can be, uh, but that's her life. I'm not going to push my hysteria onto her. I was scared, though. I didn't want my sister to go through the things that I had. I look back now and realize how unmoored I was, how out of control, how starved for attention. No, I didn't sleep with her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she said that. I'm glad we got that out of got the way. Got it out of the way. I know what you're thinking, no, filth. No. 
But I did sleep with her little, his little brother, Jake. Oh, Jake. Wait, wait slept with his I sister's boyfriend's little brother? with his little brother, Jake. Oh, God, Emma. Not a kid, hopefully. Oh, Jesus. Where's this going, Emma? They were both always at our house anyway. We'd be smoking in the backyard or taking drives to the mall where my sister worked at a place called Gadzooks. Oh, I remember that. I remember yeah. Gadzooks. It was a stupid store. Our summers were lazy and slow. We lived in a town that was far from any highway out in what our friends called the boonies. If you wanted to smoke pot or have a barbecue for the fourth, or wanted to help build a tree house, our house and yard was the place to do it. Ah, the party house. So, it started innocently enough. I would give Charles' little brother Jake a ride to McDonald's, or to 7-Eleven to get cigarettes, and we'd be listening to one of my mixtapes, like Oasis or Soundgarden, and we'd talk. <laughs> he was like 13. Oh, God. But he didn't seem it. Oh. I was complaining to him once about my life, or rather my lack of life, my lack of direction, and out of nowhere, he leaned in and kissed me. I can't tell you how surprised I was. Not only that he did it, but that I enjoyed it. Clearly, he was much younger than me. Let's see. She graduated college. Uh, she would have been about 21, 22 years Shit. old. This girl is early. I felt a little guilty, but mm. decided to just let it go as it was just silly and no one would believe me anyway. Sure, the police oh, will believe you. I don't believe you. After <laughs> <laughs> what I've been through, I believe anything. <laughs> but then something changed. Oh, God. Uh, it changed, and I started wanting to see him more. That summer, we'd go on many runs to 7-Eleven and McDonald's and never make it. I lost count how many times I had sex with him in my car. Music spilling out of my speakers while we made love in a parking lot, a bathroom stall, and also on the street his family lived on. Okay, Mary Kay. I knew it was wrong, but I couldn't stop. He was so nice and uncomplicated. We got caught. Jake's mom heard us talking one night and listened in on the phone conversation. She knew that we were more than friends. Yikes. I tried to calm her and tell her we just like to hang out and nothing happened, but she said she heard enough, and if I ever came near her son again, she'd call the police. Oh, God. She even called my mom and told her. Do you know what your daughter did? Do you know what your daughter did to my little boy? This reminds me of that joke where it's like, the kid sleeps with the teacher and the only thing that happens is he gets a broken arm and everyone's like, how do you get a broken arm? From all those high fives! (laughs) What a fucked up society. (laughs) It was absolutely the most humiliating and embarrassing thing I've ever experienced. My family stopped talking to me. I was like a pariah. My sister Beth screamed at me, how am I supposed to hang out with Charlie after what you did? It's all we can talk about. My mother told me I was sick for taking advantage of a young child, and I felt disgusting and more out of control. Even my brother avoided me, all because I had sex with a kid. (laughs) This is the brother that went across state lines for a hat. Can I tell you the pain worked more like an aphrodisiac? Oh, no. 
I hope she gets some help. Uh, the story ends with her married to this. I kept seeing Jake. We kept seeing each other. Just make sure to throw that part in there. Yeah, because it's, 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 it's not just me! <laughs> he told me his mom made him swear on the family Bible that he wouldn't see me anymore. Somehow, that just seemed comical. <laughs> it does seem comical. I can't explain to you why I did the things I did. I knew it was breaking up my family and definitely putting me and my parents in danger, but I didn't care. Somehow I felt like I deserved it. I decided this is what would make me happy and I kept doing it. What I ask you is so wrong with that. Well, I'm not judging. I'm not judging you, Emma. Well, Emma, I'm more disturbed that she doesn't seem to have had a change of thought about this in all the ensuing years. It's been, what, 21 years since her little uh, <sighs> foray with young Jake to McDonald's and every broom closet in between? <laughs> you read about people like me in the paper all yeah, the time. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Usually, if it's the other way around, everyone wants the male teacher castrated and the young girl protected. But for some reason, if it's a woman who's the aggressor, you rarely hear about them ever being punished. I am not a bad person. I just got lonely. It's 20 years later. I'm married with two kids, and my family and I pretend that summer never happened. <laughs> Thank goodness. I guess we chalk it up to a lack of poor judgment, a dare that went too far, or maybe one drunken weekend. In everyone's heads, we aren't kids. In the classic retelling of the story, I'm sure I'm painted as funnier than I am. And he is crafted as much older than he actually was. No, it's pretty clear how old he is, honey. <laughs> it's all behind us in our family's memories. It's written in the wind. It only exists in flashbacks, but I'm sure my family still regards me as a damaged person. You might too. That's fine. I just needed a friend and he needed me. I guess my one regret is we got caught. <laughs> Sorry if that further complicates my image. I didn't learn a big lesson. I just learned to be more careful with the things that are precious to me, and that was a lesson I needed to learn. Ah, the thief. Woo! It's not so sorry she stole, but very, very sorry she's going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Emma, I don't know. I don't know if I have the same amount of... I don't see the remorse that we saw with the other one, uh, Marcy. But um, if you learned a lesson... My mother would always say... Good for you. You're playing a dangerous game. Mm. When I'm a child, I do the <clears> things <throat> of a child. And when I'm an adult, I do the things of an adult. Mm. But where is that gray area in the twilight zone? Mm. That's where you have your fun. Ah. It's all fun and games till somebody gets hurt. <laughs> or pregnant. <laughs> so we'll take a little break. And when we come back, I'll give you the final happy thought. Thank you so much for having me over. Absolutely. No, you're not going to get in trouble for saying this stuff? Never. And we're back. Back, back, back. So I always like to end on a positive note because it's not a revenge podcast. We don't judge anyone. We just want the emails to keep calling. We want to keep telling mm. people's stories. Um, I like to end on a positive note because, you know, the world needs a little love, sweet love, love. Mm. Sweet love. Over here. Over there. Over here. Send the word over. Okay. 
When I was younger, I took a trip to South Africa shortly after nice. September 11th. You had to get all those shots. I got shots. It, it's, it's like a 17-hour plane ride. with that girl. And what with my friend Nadine, she was a... Um, uh, an au pair. Run? She was on the run. Is that what she said? Wasn't there a friend that was on the run? That was somebody else. Okay. I don't mention it. <laughs> That's a good story, though. I should say that one for next time. So uh, I should have her be a uh, guest on this podcast. She can come out of I uh, spent more time with my friend Nadine's uh, cousins, uh, Jacques and Ilani, who, although South African, would tell you they're European. Mm. I guess that's just another way of being like, oh, I'm from Upper Saddle River, not Saddle River. Certainly not just the river. (laughs) (laughs) The greater Park Ridge area. (laughs) I'm European. Which is another way of saying, I give great head. Oh, who would say say such a... No! So I'm spending more... (laughs) Digressing. Spending more time with her cousins than I am with her. And they take me to this farm, which had live animals on it. It was like a zoo, but also a resort. And they had trails that you could go uh, traipsing through, you know, and they had lizards. And they always said, you know, you take your life in your hands, wild animals. You know, there was rhinos and zebras. And so we were on a little bit of a hike. And we were hiking to get to this waterfall that they had told us about. It was about a good two-mile hike through Mm -hmm. this area, a place called Margate. And it was blistering hot, but we were having so much fun. So we got to this like watering hole and it was pure paradise. Like, I mean, in my memory, I can still see it. It took two miles to hike hike to this area in South Africa that I have some photos of it, but the photos just don't Don't do it justice. Did you get in the water? I went paddling through the water. I remember at the time I had long hair and my long, luscious, flowing hair down. Get up on a rock. I I, I was very aerial. I tied my hair up with a bandana. I I had the most beautiful sun-kissed tan you've ever seen. I had no worries in the world. I had no job to come home to. And I was just existing. (laughs) My father was very kind and gave me like a credit card with my name on it. But said to me, when you reach a certain point, I want you to stop using it. I, I think I spent $1,000 in, like, the first, like, couple of days. Oh. Like, now, granted, the American dollar to the South African rand is, like, 35 cents, but I still, I went a little crazy buying clothes, picking up the tab for, like, meals. But I said to myself, when are you ever going to be in When are you ever going to be in South Africa ever again? Right. So, at one point, they said, let's hike up on top of the waterfall and look down. I think I was about 21 years old. So, we hike up, no shoes. Um, this very precarious cliff. And as I'm telling you this, JB, I'm realizing like how dangerous it actually was because it wasn't just wet. It was like slimy. Mm. So we're, we're, we get up on top of the waterfall and it was only like maybe a few inches deep at the top, like on the rock where the water was just flowing over the yeah. top. But to fall over the, the, the where the water was going, that was about a hundred foot drop. Oh, and, and it... Yes. And it, it it was not into a pool. It was onto like jagged rocks. So we just kind of wanted to look over. Just to, just to look. And as I was standing there in this slimy kind of like water on the rocks, I felt my feet start to move on the slippery rocks. That slippery, mossy. And as I had no control, all I could think was, oh my God, 
this is it. Like you hear about all, you think about all the time, like did anyone have like thoughts go through their mind before it was their time? Like mm. what was the last thing that went through Princess Diana's mind before she died? Her teeth! <laughs> you know, her anniversary is coming up. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Um, as it's pushing me further toward the slippery edge, mm. All I can think is, what can I do? And at that moment, all I can think is, just fall the other way onto your back. Oh, like, so, you don't so you don't go down. I mean, will you keep going? I don't know, but maybe that's m enough friction. If you throw your body, you completely throw your body in the other direction away from where the water is flowing, maybe you can grab something. It was like a split second thought. So. I threw my entire body back the other way just to see if like I could catch something and I landed on all of these rocks. And let me tell you, it did not feel good, mm. but it was enough friction at that moment to stop me from going over the edge of the water. Was everyone else screaming? People could not breathe. They could not speak. And after I was kind of beat up and like, you know, yeah, cut up a little bit on these jagged rocks behind me. As I crawled back to like where the grass was, we all collectively decided maybe we've had enough fun for today. <laughs> it was one of those moments where I was like, maybe years from now, I'll tell this story to my family because if I were to, you know, call them now, it wouldn't go over too well. They'd tell me to get on a fucking plane flight back to the States, right? But... I can't even tell you what it was like to just like hold life for like just a, a moment. And the idea, how being in a situation that was so dangerous makes me just really value what we have. And even at the age of like 21, I was even starting to realize that I was taking things a little bit too extreme. Um, do I still do that? Yes. Do, do I still see the barriers in, 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 in the near distance? And do I still want to climb on top climb on <laughs> and do I want to throw myself in the opposite direction every chance that I get um you are similar to this in that like being with someone who just sometimes is so dangerous that it can't you can't help but feel uh absolutely safe like for example I uh this is non sequitur but I once spent the night in high school at a friend's house where his parents were on vacation but we didn't tell my parents um, and that very night that we spent the night at my friend's house, the house was robbed. And I remember, yeah, somebody put a ladder against the window, climbed up and stole while like his mother while we were sleeping. Oh and I remember the next day not being able to keep it to myself, but telling my family what happened. And my mother said, well, why didn't you come home after that happened? After you called the police and after the place was robbed? And I well, said, you come back and rob it again? And I said, well, don't you think it was the <laughs> safest place in the world to be? The safest place no, is the no, place no. that I just got robbed. Some of that logic, and I don't know if it's ever right. You know, like, oh, okay, I got into a fender bender here. That'll mean that I'm good for accidents. For a while, yep. I, I don't know if it's true, but it's the way humans think. But would you get back up on that cliff if you went back there? Yeah, you would. I would. With shoes or without? With shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on with my claws. Absolutely. Jv, 
Thank you so much for doing this. Well, thank you. It has been a pleasure. I've never been on a podcast. You're going to get some fan mail, I'm sure. Oh. Is there anything you want to plug? Is there anything going on in your no, life? No, I don't need to plug anything. I do want to apologize in advance to Emma and to um, Marcy in case we any of my advice, slightly at them. you know, made them feel they were less than. You're not less than. I mean, the judgment was just, just what anybody We reserve that judgment. Um, but if we hadn't told her story, nobody would know. Nobody would know. And, you know, the Yanks are coming. Come in, the Yanks are coming. I love you dearly. Yes, you do. I think that was fun. I you be a good fun. girl, and we will talk to you later. Yes. Take care for now. Toodaloo. You just listened to The Worst Thing You've Ever Done, a podcast where I explore the worst stories of my friends and strangers, each week with a special guest. Concept and editing by me, Brennan Joel Bartlett. Music by Anthony Babalacqua. Vocals by Kevin Lynch. Available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Copy RSS, and other platforms. Some names have been changed to protect the not-so-innocent. <laughs>